0: Thank you for listening to this podcast by the River Family Christian Center. We pray that this message strengthens and encourages you in your walk with God. Well, God is good. Amen. Hey, look at your neighbor and say, I'm very thankful for everything that I have. Amen. A heart of gratitude goes a long way, doesn't it? A heart of thankfulness. And that's what we need in the body of Christ today. We're in a time right now where people are very unthankful, but we want to be a people who are thankful. Amen? A people who are thankful for what God's doing and for what we have and for where we live and for how he's moving in our midst. Amen? So we're going to continue on our our series tonight um, called True Devotion. We've been talking about this now, uh, I think for two weeks now. And uh, we're going to go ahead and continue on this tonight. Because it's very, very important that we as a people understand what true devotion is. And in these times, there's a lot of shaking going on, and we're finding that what we thought was devotion was actually religious duty. And religious duty is not devotion. Religious duty is religion. But when we come to the true devotion, that's where we begin to dive into the Word, and that's where it begins to change us. So let's pray. Amen? Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, that tonight that you would give us ears to hear. Father, I pray that in the name of Jesus, Lord, truly open our eyes. God, I pray that we would be a people who are hungry. I pray that we would be a people who are thirsty for righteousness, that we would not be a people who no longer hunger after you, but Lord, that we would be a people who truly hunger and thirst after you in all things, and in your word and in your truth, in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. I want to go ahead and share with us a couple things as, as I read this on Monday night to our members meeting, and um, there's, there's just some things that is very staggering right now that in the body of Christ is happening. You know, we have a lot of situations and a lot of circumstances taking place. And what's taken place in, since, 20, well, since 2018, now into 2021, in 2018, 15% of the Christians in America read their Bible every day. And in 2021, we're down to 11% of Christians read their Bible every day. And that is a staggering statistic. Now, here's why. Because if we believe that this is, in fact, the inerrant word of God, and if we truly believe that we are going to stand before the Lord, before the living God, and give an account of our lives from the scriptures and see how that we have built our lives upon the word of God. And I'm not talking about whether you're going to be saved or not. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the judgment seat of Christ because it, we don't want to be a people who are just like, well, I just want to make it in. We want to be a people who are victorious. Does that make sense? We want to be a people who are victorious and we want to be a people who are, who are, are, are literally pressing the mark for God. The Bible says, I press towards the high call of God in Christ Jesus. Not that I've, Paul would say it, not that I've already attained or I'm already perfected. But I, I, forgetting those things which are behind me, I press to that thing which is in front of me. See, we want to press towards the mark of the high call of God in Christ Jesus. And prayer is vitally important. I want to, I, I want to start that off right off the bat. You need to be a person of prayer. I need to be a person of prayer. We need to be a people of prayer. It's crucial that we be a people of prayer in this time to be able to hear from the Spirit of God, but it's also very crucial in this time that we go to the Word of God and we allow the Word of God to begin to literally discern and cut away the things of the soul. Does this make sense? because there are things of the soul right now that are happening and what's taking place is that the lord is, is is there's a lot of shaking happening and we're finding that people who would rather have set in religious duty and not have relationship will actually begin to fall away. There's a great falling away that Thessalonians talks about. I'm not saying we're in that that Jesus is coming back tomorrow and I'm not saying we're in the tribulation. I'm just saying there's so many people already who are falling away. We want to be a people who understand what the Word says and have pressed on and through those times and those things and those areas of the, the toddler that's inside of every single one of us. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, my toddler's a brat. I'm not saying you're a kid. I'm saying that toddler inside of you. So no one be like, man. No, that toddler inside of us, all of us, that toddler's a brat, right? And so <laughs> you're like, man, he said that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Woo, we'll get through it. So, we started talking about what is devotion. Now, here's the definition of devotion. Devotion is an act of private prayer and worship. It also is a, it is a religious exercise or practice other, other than regular corporate worship of, of a congregation. Now, I love this definition. I, I absolutely love this definition. This one says, The act of being dedicated to something. The act of being—I'm sorry—the act of being dedicated to a cause, to the activity. It means the fact or state of being ardently dedicated and loyal. I am devoted to my wife and kids. I'm devoted to them, and because I'm devoted to them, in the same way, that means I'm—I'm at the state of being ardently dedicated to them. So they are, they are like, they're the most important people right now in my life is being able to be dedicated to my wife and kids. Now we all have that in our families. We all have the loved ones that we are dedicated to and we are devoted to, but we take that same understanding and apply it to the Lord and multiply it by about 10 times, a hundred times, a thousand times, a million times. We multiply it because what we're doing is we're saying, I want to be so dedicated, so devoted to the Lord that I'm loyal to him, literally to the place to where nothing else matters. Does that make sense? He becomes the biggest thing. He becomes the, the literally the reason why I'm here. So we looked at, at 2 Timothy, the whole, the whole pros, uh, prom, um, scripture, the crux of the scripture that we're devoted to for this is 2 Timothy chapter 2 we look at 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, we see here that the scripture says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We need to keep ourselves in the place where we are literally in that time right now where we are diligent to present ourselves approved to God. Now, you may say, well, it's not by works. You're absolutely right, it's not by works. It is not by works, but we are saved unto good works. Can you say amen? There are good works that God has called for you to do, and he has already preplanned for you to do ahead of time, and if you are not prepared for the good works that God has for you, you will actually fall in those times where the, where the Lord's called you to prosper, And when I mean prosper, I'm not talking money. I'm talking the prospering in the fact of being successful in that good work, right? So when we are prosperous in that time, we understand that we are to steady to show ourselves approved, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. When you look up the word steady, steady means to make haste. It means to exert oneself. It means to give diligence. It means to labor to an endeavor it means to be prompt and it means to be earnest that's what steady means let me say that again it means to make haste it means to exert oneself see i don't know about you but some of you are really good morning people right that's just the truth some of you are really good night owls you're like lord i'm up with you all night god we're going to see the morning in and then i'm going to sleep right praise the lord And then some of you are like, God, I've awakened the dawn with you, Lord. Here I am. Woo! We're all together, Jesus. And some of us are just kind of like, I just pray I get to bed on time, and I pray i wake up, right? (laughs) I don't want to snap, crackle, and pop as I get up out of the bed, right? (laughs) So what happens is, is though, is that we understand that, that literally it's going to require us to come in and to give of ourselves. It's a devotion, and an end devotion There is a labor, but it's a labor of love. It's not a labor of of works, but it's a labor of love. And we're in a time right now where we really want to be in that place of walking in that labor of love and getting in the Word of God. 11% of the body of Christ read their Bibles every day. It went down even less than that. It was 9% read their Bibles at least four times a week. I mean, these are some staggering statistics that we're in right now. And so what we are seeing is that the body of Christ doesn't, really act, doesn't have a hunger for the Word of God. They have a hunger, for, they have itching ears, that someone would teach them something that they could listen to and would make them feel good. That they could hear about, and that what it's doing is it's literally bringing in the New Age, And it's bringing in a type of motivational messages that have no power because there's not eternity behind it. It's okay to be encouraged. Sure, it's it's perfectly fine to be encouraged. But we need to understand, you don't need me to speak from my heart about how I feel about certain things and my feelings. You need the Word of God. We need the Word of God. That's what we need. Because the Word of God cuts through the feelings and gives us the truth. So, let me say this, okay. Okay, so this is just a hypothetical situation, so that way no one, no one say, I'm really mad at him for what he just said. This is a hypothetical situation, okay? We have this couple here beside of us, okay? Brother Bob and Sister Sally. No one in here is named Sally, right? So, Brother Bob, he is, he is a, 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 and, and when he was younger, he was in his prime. He was a super athlete. He was really enjoying life. And as he's gotten older, some of the things that was on top of his head have now fallen onto his back. Praise the Lord. Okay. And so what's happened is is that his awesome physique that he once had and that super-fast metabolism that he once had is no longer where it needs to be. Right? Sister Sally was so pretty when she was younger. And she's still pretty now, but what's happened is she's had children. She's now entered into certain phases of life where things aren't where they used to be. (laughs) Praise the Lord. All right. So what's happened is that Sister Sally and Brother Bob talk to each other. And they tell each other, they ask each other, do you think I'm getting fat? And Brother Bob says, No, honey, no, not at all. Uh-uh. No, you look just as good. No, I haven't seen any change in you. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> it, wonderful, right? Brother Bob says to Sister Sally, Ask Sister Sally, hey, am I getting bald on top? No, honey. No, you look just fine. I, I, I like it just the way it is, right? Then Brother Bob says, well, Do you think I'm putting on a little weight? No, no. Mm-mm. No, I don't see anything. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with it, right? And so what's happened is, is that they've lied to one another to appease themselves from actually hearing the truth. And that's what the church has done. Do you think we're in our right place? Yeah, I think we're in our God's loving. He loves us. I mean, listen, He he's all loving. He's always loving. He's never going to stop loving you. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. He loves you, man. God loves you. You should rejoice in the fact of how much God loves you. But there's this truth that we have, in the, this elephant in the room that we have. And see, when I come to the Word of God in devotion, now I'm beginning to... Steady to, 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 to show myself approved. I'm looking and the truth begins to cut away that thing that I really don't want to hear. But when it's said to me, it's like, oh man. But I need to hear it because it prepares me for tomorrow. Right? If I don't hear it today, then what's going to happen is I will deceive myself. And I'll believe a gospel that's not based on truth, but a gospel that's based on humanistic, sensual. And I mean, when I say sensual, I mean earth realm wisdom. Because the wisdom of man is foolishness to God, right? So when we have godly truth and godly divine wisdom, what begins to happen is there's a change inside of us, and it begins to take place in us, and that truth is what we want more and more. So devotion brings us into that place to where I'm going to labor to find out this truth. Because that truth is going to actually be the thing that changes me and brings me into the place of where I'm called to be and calls me to be who God's called me to be and actually establishes me so that when I stand before him, I can give an account for my life. And as I give an account at the judgment seat of Christ, then what begins to happen is he can see my works will stand the test of fire. Because if our works are built upon the motives of men and the motivation of men, they'll fall. But when our works are built up on the things of God, the truth of the eternal word of God, they'll stand. And it's amazing what we think will stand might fall, and what we think might fall might actually stand. It's very interesting. I'll get into that maybe later. But we talked about how the word of God says that we are to present ourselves. That means to stand beside that means to present a person to see to uh, for another to see and to question. See right now when you are presented you are presented right now in the world steady to show yourself approved a workman that needeth not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth right steady to show yourself approved unto god so i'm going to steady to show myself approved but i'm going to have to be presented the world is looking at you and i because we're presented before them when you say that you believe in Jesus, they present that you are presenting yourself to them. Now, there's three things, there's three, three, three places that we are presented to. Number one, we are presented to God first. Steady to show thyself approved, or work approved unto God, approved unto God. So we are approved unto God, we are steady. we are presented before the Lord first. But right now in this time, there's also... The enemy is coming because we're steadying, and he's wanting to present us as a failure. But the Lord wants us presented as his testimony, his triumph. So when we steady to show ourselves approved, then what happens is now the world sees us, and the world looks, so we are now presented to the world, and the world is looking and saying, are you what the word says? And I'm just going to be real honest with you folks, we've had a ton, a ton of falling away of different ministries that have been exposed, ministries that have fallen, apologetic ministers that when they were alive were absolutely a, a, like mind-boggling how, how truly um, um, intelligent they were in presenting the, the gospel. We've had ministries right now who are falling away where there's been sexual sin or immorality that's been given. And we're seeing it more and more and more and more every day. And what's happening is, as the church, we've got to be in this place of devotion that it's not about the fame, it's not about the acknowledgement of men, it's about that place of true devotion and dedication unto the Lord. Does that make sense? And so, 11% of the church, 11% of the church are in their word every day, only 11%. And if you're saying, well, I'm not one of the 11%, then there's a good time, this is a good, good time for us to repent and say, okay, Lord, I want to be in your word because I don't want to be taken away. Does anybody in here besides me have opinions that in your mind you argue the opinions because you know someone's going to challenge the opinion and you get yourself riled up and ready to fight within just a matter of, say, five minutes? And so what happens is you've gone through this argument in your mind, but when I come to the Word of God, that opinion and that argument dies because now it is literally cut away by the Word of God. It literally says, you can't, you can't do that. You can't act like that. But God, I want to give them a piece of my mind. No, you can't, you can't do that. I don't want to love them. Well, you have to. Well, I don't want to love them. That's what the Word says. So we come back to saying, okay, we're going to do this. So Brother Bob and Sister Sally... Are lying to each other and what happens is is when they look in the mirror and one day they see a picture of themselves because it's like the picture from six months ago that you go holy cow I was that fat (laughs) praise the Lord just look straight ahead praise the Lord I'm just talking about myself all right don't worry about it so we look at it and we say what on earth was I thinking how did I think I was okay well I hadn't really truly looked From the perspective of truth, I've looked from the perspective of opinion. Opinion, we all, we all, none of us want to have a bad critical opinion of ourselves. Actually, we really want to love ourselves, and so at times we need the truth to realize that truth is not to hurt us. That truth is to set us free. That truth is to say, no, this is where we're at, and there's a mark that we need to go to. Amen. So the Bible goes on and says, it says. um, Approved, present yourself approved unto God. This is where I'm trying to go. I pray I can get here. Approved means acceptable, pleasing. This is what approved means. It means acceptable and pleasing. Now, I want to share this with you. This word was used, um, some of the people would shave down coins in the, in the days of the disciples. They would shave down coins and try to use them and, and not the full weight of the coins because they actually used real silver. So they would try to shave enough down that it would still look like it was genuine, but it actually wasn't. And so it didn't have the actual full weight. But here's the truth of it. Christian men of integrity would not use them. They used all the weight, no shortcuts. These men, now this is what gets me. These men were called, um, I'm going to probably butcher this name, but it's um, Dokimos, D-O-K-I-M-O-S, Dokimos. They were men who were men of integrity. So when they wrote this scripture, when they penned this scripture, and they said, approved unto God, they were saying that you want to be as that silver that's going to be weighed out to see that your full value is now given. Right? Remember when I talked about the Bama seat? And I talked about, we we had a teaching on the Bama seat, and I said, if I came to you, with a gold bar like this and I gave it to you, you know how happy you'd be? Right? And if I came to you with a silver bar like this, you know how happy you'd be? If I came to you with a ruby this size, ladies, you would love me till the end of time. Right? Men, you'd be like, praise the Lord, I don't have to buy her that. Right? But if I come to you and I give you a, a, a 2 by 4 a piece of a 2 by 4 this big and I give it to you, it has no meaning to it. If I come to you and I give you uh, some some straw, some hay, and I give it to you like this, it has no meaning to it. Why? Because it's, it's worthless. It's going to be burned up. There's nothing you can do for it. You can't even really start, truly start a good fire with it because straw and chaff burn up so fast. If I come to you and I give you a piece of broken pottery, a piece of broken clay like this, it has no value to it. So there's no reason for you to enjoy it. So when he's saying he wants us to be approved, he's saying that that full weight of the value of the purchased item is already here. That full weight is you and I. So when he's saying that a workman that is approved unto God, that means that God's saying they absolutely have everything I've given them. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, I want everything God has for me. That's not being greedy, that's literally saying, if he gave it to me and he died for me to have that, I want it, right? That means we put value and honor to it. So we want that. So when we understand this, this begins to bring us into the place and understanding that we are in a time right now where God is calling the church, literally, to begin to understand, we don't want to be a part of the, uh, of, uh, we don't want to be, we, I'm sorry, we want to be part of the 11%. I wish that there would be more. I pray that there is more. I pray, like I, I thought about it. I'm like, in a church our size, if we uh, there's cor- according to however many people are here, um, they say that we have we, we have approximately around um, 200 members or so. If we have that, and and that means only 22 percent or 22 are reading their Bibles, that's scary to me as a pastor. Now I'm not I'm not condemning anybody. Nobody say, oh no, well, I hope he's con- is he condemning me? No, I'm not. I'm just simply saying. As a pastor, my heart is that when you stand before the Lord... That you hear, well done, good and faithful servant. That all of your works stand the test of fire. That at the judgment seat of Christ, you would be proven to be a vessel of honor. Fit for the master's use. That the times that we spend, in, we labor in prayer, we labor in the word to present to you the truth. That it's not just thrown away, but that is actually given to you. So that what happens is, it makes you hungry for the word of God yourself. and makes you say, I want to go find out what they found in here. Does that make sense? So it's not condemning. I'm just simply saying, and I'm, not, and I'm just giving you the reality of where we're at. And I'm not saying one's better than the other. No, no. This is where we call each other up. Does that make sense? This is where we say, no, you can do this. You can absolutely do this. Well, I don't understand the Bible. Well, let's get you a Bible that you do understand. Well, what if that translation's wrong? Well, let's get together and let's talk about it. Let's get together and let's really reason together what the Word of God says so that what happens is we are able to give a proper account at the end of our days. Amen? Some of us, when we, before we got saved, we were good heathen. We were experts at being a heathen. And I look at where I came from, and I think of all the things that he gave for me, and I think, I don't want to waste one day. And if I was honest, I've wasted enough already. Because I haven't done it perfectly. Here's the reality, no, no, none of us have done it perfectly. So don't want anybody to think, well, I've done it. Well, let's wait, 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 wait. Because according to him, man, there's so much to God. I don't know how we could ever do it perfectly. And we thank God for his blood, for the blood of Jesus that covers us in our, in our weakness. And for his grace that restores us back and his mercy that forgives us. But, man, I, I mean... We want to be just as close to him as we can be. That place of devotion, that place of loyalty unto him. So I got to get to this one last scripture. Go with me to 2 Timothy 3. I'll have to pick this up next week. Next week, next week we will actually probably go about 45 minutes. Um, I'm sorry, but tonight with our, our media team and everything going on, we really wanted to get people in here to be able, those who are interested in the media team is about the best way we could do it. So, Second Timothy chapter 3, we look at this. We look at verse 16 and 17. In this, we see here, it says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, and righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So the scripture is given to us to equip us for every good work. Now, let me say this. Unfortunately, for years, I had heard this preached that that this is what happens, that that I'm supposed to preach this to you or the preacher is supposed to preach this to us and that he's trying to equip us for every good work. That's not what this says. This says that the scripture is given to you and I so that we all can be equipped, that every single one of us can be equipped, not just Me or anybody on pastoral staff? Not, No, 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 uh uh-uh. It's so that we all can be equipped for the good work that God has for us. Let's read this again. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God, and it is profitable for doctrine. In other words, you're not going to be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. When they come to you and try to tell you that that, you know, that this is going to happen or that's going to happen or there's all kinds of things that's going to happen and they begin to give you false doctrine, which is a lot of times, unfortunately, what we are seeing today on the news. We're seeing it, in, it unfortunately, in some of the churches and the, the live streams that they're presenting. There's not truth and I'm not trying to down the body. I love the body of Christ. This is just a fact that we're dealing with. And some have been preaching from their own personal gain, but we want Jesus preached in the purity of the word. Amen? So as we preach it from the purity of the word and teach it from the purity of the word, we want to understand what the doctrine and what, what the doctrines really are. And so it goes on here, it says, for reproof, for correction. That's correction to you and I. In other words, as I read the word of God, it's going to correct me. And that's a good thing. Amen? Amen? It's going to correct me. It's, going, it's for instruction in righteousness. It's teaching me how to live and do what God would do. It is literally that, that the man of God or woman of God may be complete. In other words, that, may, that means that you would be fully aware and fully weighted down. Not weighted down as in heavy weights, weighting you down sin, but weighted down as in the value of who you are. Back to that coin, to that being approved. So that full weight, the full purchase price, the weight of you is fully developed into what he has for you. That's what that means. So when I'm coming into this and I'm looking at this and I'm realizing, well, this is everything that the Lord is saying I'm to be. How do I get here? Well, I'm going to get in the word of God. I want to encourage you to get into the word of God. I've had people say, well, I don't understand the word of God. I've been saved now 20 years. Uh, 26 or 27 years I'm not real sure somewhere in that vicinity and I will tell you for the first 10 years I did not understand the Bible I'm just being completely honest with you I didn't understand the Bible and I would read through the Bible and I would get like little things like you know, my, I remember my first revelation was that Jesus really loved me. That was the first revelation I got. And so for the first 10 years, I'd read things, and I'd read about, you know, the, the sins that are, some sins are forgiven and some sins are not forgiven, and I'm like, I, I, I pray to God I don't do the sins that are not forgiven. I was kind of on one of those places. You ever been there where you're like, Lord, please keep me, you know? <laughs> and you're kind of nervous about it. But I, I was reading it and I was just trying to figure it out, and I'd listen to teachings, and I'd be like, Okay, that makes a little sense, but I don't understand what this one means. And, and I would hear different things, and then you have those who conflict, and they're like, no, that's the wrong doctrine, and this is the right doctrine. And I'm like, I don't know what to believe. I, I just want Jesus. Just, just give me Jesus. Please don't give me the doctrines of men, because I really don't care less about them. Don't give me the, the, the theology of an empty-hearted man. I, I, I want to know the person of Jesus. I, I don't really care about anything else. Let me know Jesus. And so when that truth began to come about, it took me 10 years of sowing the Word of God. And again, I would, read, I, I would read five chapters a day trying to understand the Word of God. People say, well, what was you, slow? I must have been. Sorry, it's just where I was at. But what happened was, and, and I would look at things and I would see things, and I didn't understand that at times, put your hand right here on your, on your, on your stomach and you know, on your chest. See right here? When there's no peace, we need to realize that's the Holy Spirit saying, that's not good. I didn't understand at times when I would feel that, that was discernment. And so it took me some times. Everybody ever had those times where you're like, I shouldn't do this. I'm going to go ahead and do it. And then after you do it, you're like, this was the dumbest thing I've ever done. (laughs) And you're like, I think God tried to warn me, right? You ever have, I think he tried to warn me. And then he turned out, he did. And so what happens is, is that in those times that I just... I didn't know, but I had to grow in God. And sometimes, folks, I'm going to tell you, what's happened today is that we've had people who have been pursuers of knowledge and motivation and the approval of men trying to be relevant rather than having the knowledge of Jesus, the person of Jesus, and knowing Him and knowing what He stands for and what He wants. And if we have that, we will have so much more than what, for what we need. We will truly be equipped for every, every good work that he's called us to. That's where we need to be at. So look at your neighbor and say, I haven't seen it all. I haven't experienced it all. There's more of God to experience. Amen. It's for us all. So we want to continually go into the word of God and see what it says. And go into this place of devotion. Next week I'm going to continue on this. And we're going to continue to talk about this. Being in that place where we're approved. We're going to just talk about what it means to really be approved. I want to encourage you. Please begin to read your Bible. If you can read. Five chapters a day. It's really good. It's really good. Let me just say this. If you have the time. And I'm not putting you under legalism. If you're like "Well, I don't want to do it. Don't do it. Praise the Lord. I'm not telling you to do it. I'm just simply a suggestion. If you have the time to read the Word of God, maybe it's just one day a week where you can sit down and say, I'm just going to read for a while. When you get that point to where you're like, oh, you ever ate something and been like, ah, I'm full. When you read the Word of God and you come out come out of that time and you're going, ah, I'm full. Or you hear the Word of God on audio, however it is, and you say, man, I'm, I'm full. It's, it's beginning to overflow now. That's a good sign. And we want to go ahead and we want to develop that so that what happens is our spirit man is made strong. Because we can scroll through all kinds of social media. We can scroll through all kinds of videos on YouTube or on the news and stay attention to that for 30 minutes. But we give five minutes to the word. We've got things out of balance. And so we've got to come back into balance so that we're not not the rest of that 89% that doesn't read the word of God every day. Amen? I mean, things are happening in the world. It's an exciting time to be alive. And I had some Christians say, I'm so scared. Man, don't be scared. There's no greater time to be alive than right now. Well, what if there's nuclear war? Woohoo! Praise the Lord. To live is Christ, to die is gain. Well, what happens if this happens, or that happens, or this happens? Hey, you know what? He's the one that holds my tomorrow. He's the one that holds everything. So why would I worry? What can man do to me is what the scripture says. So my eternal soul, my eternal soul is now covered in his blood. So eternity is so much more valuable to me, understanding that there's going to be a day where this life is but a vapor and I'm going to spend eternity with him. And in that that day, it will never end. That to me is exciting. That to me makes me say, man, man. People talk about, well, what if you have to go do this? What if they start doing the mark of the beast? and If you don't take the mark, they're going to cut your head off. I'll be the first in line. Take me first. Why? Because I want to go be with him. I don't fear what happens. Let's come into the place of saying, Lord, we'll give it all for you. Amen? Let's go ahead and stand our feet. Father, tonight I pray, Lord, that we would be a people who come into the word of God, Father, and we understand your word greater, in greater capacity. God, I pray that you would give to us a spirit of revelation and the knowledge of you through the scriptures. I pray that as we would have that spirit of revelation knowledge, that Lord, you begin to give us truth that truly transforms us, changes us, and makes us new every day. I pray that those watching by way of live stream would truly be transformed every day in the word of God. I pray that you would be encouraged to read the word of God. I pray that you would begin to be inspired to read the word of God. I pray that Holy Spirit begins to speak to you through his word, in ways that you've never thought possible. Lord, we thank you. We pray tonight, Lord, let us be a people, a people of your truth, a people of the eternal truth of the word of God, and let us be a people of devotion, true devotion unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. If you need prayer for anything, please come on forward. If not, we will uh, dismiss and see you on Sunday. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you for listening to this podcast by the River Family Christian Center. If this message has ministered to you and you would like to help financially, please visit www.theriverfcc.com.